Cinema Obscura. From KYW in Philadelphia, it's a look at movies that may not exactly be considered mainstream and had a limited run upon release, but worth a look. This week, it's a look at the 1969 comedy adventure, The Assassination Bureau, and the 2014 horror thriller, The Guest. I'm Steve Nikhazy, and I'm joined by independent Philadelphia filmmaker Andre Bennett. Andre, 1969 was an interesting year for movies, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of on the cusp there because the 60s were you were kind of leaving this uh, studio system and going into the uh, more tour-driven 70s. So the six, so 69 was, yeah, right in there. You had uh, Midnight Cowboy, you had Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and uh, one of my favorites, Easy Rider. And Lost in all those big studio releases was a little British film. I really shouldn't call it little because it looks like they spent a lot of money on it. Uh, it was a film that uh, starred a U.K. actor who was in his heyday, Oliver Reed. The cast included Diana Rigg, Kurt Jurgens, and Telly Savalas, which kind of is an eyebrow-raising uh, casting choice here. He was taking a break from his Kojak series, which was very popular back then. So how would you describe The Assassination Bureau? You're right that it's more of a big movie. It was a uh, it was a fairly uh, major release, I believe, in Britain at the time. It also was nominated for a Golden Globe, I believe, mm-hmm. for uh, best English language foreign film. I don't know if that's still a category now, hmm. uh, but it's a movie that has a very interesting premise and kind of proceeds to get into a lot of slapstick. But it's uh, it's based on a, on a novel. Uh, that was originally written by Jack London, who wrote Called the Wild. He died before he finished it. It was finally completed after his death by a writer named Robert Fish, and I think it was published in the 60s. So it, it was it was published not long before um, the movie, obviously. You know, someone optioned it. And the, it, prim- the, the premise is that if you wanted to have somebody knocked off, you would apply to the Assassination Bureau to get the dirty work done. Yes, but you had to have a sound moral reason. Because, you know, that's what separated them <laughs> right. from, from from the animals, yeah, from right. actual murderers. <laughs> we don't want to be uncivilized about this. Exactly. And the first 10 minutes of this movie, they really dig into it. There are a couple great uh, scenes between uh, Diana Rigg and Oliver Reed and Diana Rigg and uh, Telly Savalas. And Diana Rigg is uh, one of my favorite British actresses, obviously. She's best known as Emma Peel from The Avengers, although I think – a lot of people now know her from Game of Thrones. But back then, uh, she certainly had a lot of uh, boy fans, a lot of young men who were who were uh, watching her every move from the Avengers series. Oh, absolutely. She had just come off the Avengers, and uh, she was doing film. And this was one of, her, uh, one of her big releases. This was, I think, one of Oliver Reed's big ones, like first really like mm-hmm. major roles. And, you know, if, if anything, if this film does anything, I hope it attracts more attention to the career and life of Oliver Reed. Uh, really, what a, what a guy, a hard-drinking actor. He once, I understand, threw up on Steve McQueen. Uh, they were working together, uh, combining forces for some film project, and the, a day of drinking led to that. He uh, died during the filming of the uh, 2000 movie Gladiator, and they really went to extremes to cover for that because oh yeah they used computers for yeah that one. computers and I think even even a mannequin in some scenes and uh, sadly he downed a couple of bottles of hard liquor he had uh, been on the on the wagon for a while during the making of Gladiator and then uh, was a challenge to a drinking uh, duel in an English pub and he 
It involved some arm wrestling with British Navy uh, sailors, and uh, he died of a heart attack that night. Very sad story. Oliver Reed is what I believe they call over there a Don. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and if you go on YouTube, there are a number of appearances on talk shows where he was just absolutely blitzed or at least acted that way. Yeah, and he was uh, – he went on to be known more for a tough guy and um, more like rough roles. Mm-hmm. This was one of the few times where, uh, to my knowledge, he played someone relatively suave. Yeah. And the the funny thing is that uh, Diana Rigg and Telly Savalas, they would reunite later for uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which was the first James Bond movie without Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Oliver Reed was apparently considered – he was one of the people considered for that movie on the strength of Assassination Bureau. The yeah. role, yeah. The role um, ultimately went to George Lazenby. We we know how that ended up. It was you know if you you've seen right Matt, right yeah, and then of course Roger Moore after that yes and, and could you imagine the the direction the Bond films could have taken had Oliver Reed actually been James Bond? It would have been interesting. Also consider that Sean Connery had to come back mm-hmm. for one more movie for Diamonds Are Forever. True, true. Uh, but I I feel like it would have. Uh, considering uh, Secret Service was the, was the first Bond movie that really kind of needed a great actor as Bond, I think Reed would have been would have been exceptional. But by then, his reputation had preceded him as a hard drinker and difficult to work with. And- yes, and Cubby Broccoli did not want that. <laughs> so we have a clip from the Assassination Bureau. How about setting it up? I believe this is from early on in the film. Like I said, the first ten minutes are absolutely fantastic. The rest is fun. Uh, but it kind of doesn't really follow through on what the uh, first 10 really set up. But this is where Diana Rigg, her character is a journalist, uh, Sonia Winter. She is uh, – she's a feminist. She is uh, trying to make her way in a, in a, in a male-dominated uh, field, journalism at the time and honestly most fields at the time. This mm-hmm. was like the early 1900s. So she pitches a story to uh, – to a newspaper owned by Telesavalis about the Assassination Bureau and then proceeds to meet with the leader of the bureau, played by Oliver Reed, uh, Ivan Dragomilov. And this is how it goes. You puzzle me, Miss Winter. We've never met yet, you want my life. Why? Why? Because of my organization? Because you believe kill me, kill my bureau, is that it? Is that it? What an absolutely marvelous idea. It was not intended to amuse you. Ah, but it does. It intrigues me, too. It will give me an opportunity of putting my aging colleagues on their metal. Wonderful. Since you will enjoy it so much, perhaps you would give me a bargain price. Ah, there's one matter upon which my board never compromise. Finance. Without self-flattery, I'm afraid you will never be able to afford me. Name your price. Well, I'm not my father, of course, but uh, in all due honesty, I couldn't put myself in at a penny less than... uh, Twenty thousand pounds. What a pity! I accept. <laughs> you will no doubt wish to count it, but you will find each bundle contains a thousand pounds. I trust your board will be quite satisfied. Well, he never expected that to happen. The assassination bureau, and uh, it's not all dialogue. There's some action sequences, especially toward the end. I'm not going to give it away, but there, <laughs> very. There, there are a number of. Uh, action sequences, a lot of comic set pieces. And uh, the bordello scene is a hoot because of all yes. the slapstick going on there. It reminded me a lot of Benny Hill. 
Yeah, it does. Yes. It does indeed. The Assassination Bureau, it's kind of hard to find though. If you're looking digitally, you can find it on Google Play, Xbox, iTunes, Amazon for digital download, renting or buying. Um, but it's not available on streaming anywhere. And if you're looking for a hard copy, good luck. The DVD is out of print. You can probably find a copy on Amazon for anywhere from $33 and up. Uh, I purchased it um, some years back, actually, because at the time I was really into Diana Rigg. So and I, I just yeah, I had just you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I was like watching. Uh, I had just bought the Avengers set, and I was like, yeah, "All right, I'm, I'm I, I want to check this out." And it was worth the money. Cinema Obscura, off the grid. Another movie off the grid. Onto a more recent film, The Guest, was released in 2014. A string of mysterious deaths leads a teen to become a, suspicious of a soldier who showed up on her family's doorstep and claimed to be a friend of her dead brother. And uh, this is one of your favorites. Oh, my goodness. I've been telling people about The Guest so much. I could talk about this movie in my sleep. It's amazing. It's directed by Adam Wingard, who had come off of Your Next with his co-writer Simon Barrett. He went on to – the last couple of movies he's done haven't quite been that well-received. He did the the Blair Witch reboot and then he did uh, Death Note – uh, which was a Netflix exclusive. Your next and the guest were kind of like his and uh, Barrett's one-two punch. Dan Stevens had just come off of Downton Abbey, and this was his, his first starring film role. Uh, it also uh, debuted Micah Monroe. I'm not sure if this is her first movie, but this is uh, this is definitely kind of what got attention for her. Uh, and Lance Reddick, one of my favorite character actors from The Wire, uh, shows up. As a uh, as a military guy, it's a very effective thriller. It's it's brutal in its uh, in its efficiency, and it's it's also kind of funny. It's basically like you said about a mysterious stranger, a soldier who shows up on this family's doorstep, uh, claiming to be friends with the uh, with the son they lost, and uh, the oldest daughter is naturally very suspicious of him because. He's kind of suspicious, but he he starts to ingratiate himself towards them. It has a sort of shadow of a doubt vibe to it. Some people have compared it to the stepfather, but I would say it's more like shadow of a doubt in a way. Mm-hmm. But it also, not to give away too much, although spoiler for a three year old movie here, it uh, <laughs> kind of becomes it kind of becomes the Terminator in in a in a fashion. And there's, there's, a, there's a real retro aesthetic to it. It's a contemporary story. It takes place in the present day. But there's – in the way it's filmed, uh, there's uh, no small hint of John Carpenter homage, especially mm-hmm. to Halloween. Right. Uh, also, the soundtrack is mostly uh, synth wave and dark wave. A lot of, uh, a lot of kind of gothy artists, uh, Love and Rockets, Sisters of Mercy, Clan of Zymox. And – that's also an 80s throwback. Uh, the songs picked, they really suggest uh, the old John Carpenter scores. John Carpenter, of course, was uh, notable not only for being a great director but for also composing his own music. Mm-hmm. He more or less taught himself how to do that, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we have a clip from the guest. Uh, how, how shall we set this up? This is uh, Dan Stevens' character David talking to the younger son – and uh, giving him a piece of advice that uh, is quite helpful. You want some advice, Luke? Sure. 
Never let anyone pick on you. Otherwise, you'll carry it with you the rest of your life. And those kids at school, they were bigger than you. Yeah. And bring a knife to school. And they take it off you and beat you up. You go around their houses at night and burn them down with their families inside. What's the worst they can do? Yeah. Okay. That's a clip from the movie The Guest from 2014. And this one is much easier to find, isn't it? It is. It's available on uh, iTunes, Xbox, uh, Amazon, obviously. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't think it is currently, but you can also find it on DVD and Blu-ray. So those are our two movies this week and much more to come on Cinema Obscura. As always, thank you, Andre. Thank you, Steve. Cinema Obscura. And I'm Steve Nikhazy along with Andre Bennett. Cinema Obscura is recorded and produced in the KYW studios in Philadelphia. For more shows, find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening.